0: Your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Joining me now, as he typically does on Thursdays, Chris Siaccia, tech editor with TheStreet.com. How are you, Chris? Mr. Siaccia? Yep. So you're here today, and we got some stories to hit up, um, and we got a, plenty of them. So let's get jump uh, straight into it. The Model 3 Tesla a lot seems to be riding on this.
2: What do we see going forward? So this is a big thing um, for Tesla and Elon Musk. This is probably their iPhone event, um, you know, for lack of a better phrase. It puts them into the mass market, you know, the price point that's affordable for most people, um, you know, at roughly thirty-five thousand dollars before any credits. Um, so we're expecting something you know, that'll go at least 200 miles, if not further, something that's really sleek and sexy looking. Um, and Elon even kind of teased it last night, saying that what we see tonight is just the first part of things, and that the second part of um, the announcement or the unveiling will come later towards uh, the actual production of the Model 3. So this is a really big, big deal for Tesla, and you've seen pictures, you know, people lining up outside stores to get their reservations in. So this is really reminiscent of, you know, early iPhone, you know, mania.
1: Why do you think there is a two-part announcement? It seems complicated that we don't need to have.
2: I think part of that is probably the fact that um, there probably isn't, you know, completely finished yet. You know, Tesla said that they will have, you know, a working car uh, to test drive tonight, but they also said that you can't take any photos and everything is, or video, and and everything is going to come from them in terms of, you know, like actual images or video. So I think that there's probably still some tweaks to be made. Um, And given the fact that this is a car and not a phone, you know, there's a lot of moving Parts into a uh, to a car, and and it's not as easy to manufacture a car as it is, you know, say a, a phone. So I think there's probably still a lot of work to get done. But they need to show something off, especially in the light, the fact of, you know, the Chevy Bolt is probably going to come out later this year. So um, there's a good chance that Chevy could beat, you know, Tesla to the market with their car. So they need to do something to get people excited for this car. And late 2017 is a long time away. Um, so they need to do something to, to ramp up uh, interest and, you know, keep the, keep the story moving, so to speak. you think the
1: Model 3 is going to be a
2: hit or a miss? Um, you know, my personal opinion is I, I really think that this is going to be a, a big hit, especially if everything okay. that, you know, we've heard so far, um, you know, comes to, to pass and then some. It really is going to come down to pricing, Um You know, I think that, you know, at that $35,000 level is a sweet spot. You know, ultimately, the tax credits will go by the wayside, you know, probably sometime in late 2017, early 2018. So there probably won't be too many tax credits available for the Model 3. So that $35,000 price point is really important for the company. Um, and I think that's, that's a level that's affordable for, you know, a good number of people who are interested in electric vehicles and ultimately even uh, expanding that to people who are interested in just buying a new car and and buying a Tesla. Um, so that's really something that's going to be important for them. And, you know, barring any, you know, unforeseen issues, I think this is going to be a big hit for Tesla.
1: Well, the sun's going up over at Tesla, but is the sun going down over at Yahoo, it appears that there's a two-week for sale sign or two-week... Give us your best price sign in front of Tesla, in front of Yahoo these days. I think, I think Yahoo
2: is for sale. Um, and I think they are going to have to do something drastic, you know, to appease shareholders. It's clear that, um, you know, the activist hedge fund starboard value is not happy with leadership, and you know, led by Marissa Meyer, and they're trying to replace the entire board, you know, one of which includes Meyer. Um, shareholders that I've talked to are, you know, beyond disgusted. With what's happened over the past few years, and they just want um, either new leadership or uh, you know to sell the core business for what they think is a fair value, which probably puts it you know in somewhere between six to ten billion dollars um you know depending upon the person that I talk to and how they're um, you know expecting the future to happen but it you know it's clear that you know Marissa and her team are in a world of hurt right now as it relates to Wall Street and uh, it's not going to end pretty.
1: With that said, are you sad by this or are you come to peace with it living in the Bay Area? I'm a little sad. Um, it's a company that obviously uh, was part of the dot-com blowouts in the 1990s and uh, it was a leader. And it's kind of sad seeing them in this scenario. It,
2: it is. It is um, it's it's a bittersweet uh, scenario. I mean, face or Yahoo's been around, you know, longer than anybody, um, you know, they were the original guide to the web, basically, you know, they were Google before Google was Google, um, you know, but they just were never able to really, um, you know, have a dominant area of expertise in anything. Uh, you know, they lost that on search, you know, they lost that on social, um, and they've always played catch up, and it's always been, you know, that they're an advertising and search dominated business. And when you lose, you know, your two biggest uh, forms of revenue elsewhere, I mean, it's just, it's clear that you can have users, but if you can't have users um, that people want and they're, if advertisers don't see the value in them, then it's clear that it's not really, um, you know, a competitive threat to, you know, either Google, Facebook, Twitter, or any of those types of companies. And ultimately, you either need to shrink headcount drastically or sell the company and fix it in a private um, world so that it, it's it's not subject to the scrutiny and harsh tactics, you know, that that is Wall Street.
1: I'm with you. Changing gears towards Microsoft. They're doing a big developers conference right here, right now. Uh, what are they announcing? How are things going at Microsoft?
2: You, you know, if you asked me two years ago, two, three years ago, whether Microsoft – Um, would have the kind of level of press and and interest surrounding their developer conference that they had yesterday. And, and, you know, going forward, I would have probably said you were crazy. Um, But it's clear that Microsoft has made enormous changes under new CEO, Sadia Nadella. And some of those changes include uh, bots, which are basically, Microsoft thinks is the new future of apps. Um, You know, bots for, for people who aren't familiar with it are, you know, services um, that can basically um, do tasks for you, you know, like book a hotel room, contact a friend. They even showed off one from Domino's that lets you order pizza. Um, so Microsoft is really all about changing and putting everything into the cloud and really making everything accessible for everyone. Um, so, you know, couple of the bots with things like HoloLens which is, you know, the new area of virtual reality and augmented reality. Microsoft's really making huge strides, and it's it's shown not just in the stock price, but in the surrounding buzz, uh, you know, surrounding the company.
1: What's interesting to note about Microsoft to me is that, like you said, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have seen this turnaround as obvious as it was, and or as easy as it was. But do you think it was Steve Ballmer? Was he just kind of excuse the term, kind of a boob as a manager, as a CEO? Uh, where Satya Nadelli came in and kind of had a better vision, a stronger vision?
2: Yeah, I think Steve gets a lot of, um, you know, negative press thrown at him. And some of it is, is rightfully deserved. I mean, going out and buying Nokia and spending several billions of dollars of shareholder money and then ultimately being a giant waste, you know, is probably not the smartest thing in the world. But he took Microsoft and made it one of the most valuable companies in the world, Um, You know, they've done some really good things. You know, the acquisition of Skype was, you know, has turned out to be a a fairly decent acquisition, you know, considering uh, Microsoft's, you know, past history. Um, They've invested in Facebook when Facebook was $15 billion. That was one of Balmer's things. And now Facebook is a $300 billion behemoth. Um, And, you know, Microsoft Office is still a prevalent, you know, piece of uh, software suite today. People still use Excel, PowerPoint, Word for a lot of what they do, um, you know, in business. And, you know, I think that's, that's something that, that's Bomber's to Bomber's credit. Um, so ultimately it's probably a mixed track record for Bomber, but I think if you had to, you know, to say, you know, one way or another, I think, um, Bomber probably gets, is underappreciated in the Valley rather than overappreciated. That's fair enough. And, uh, you say it better than I can. Um,
1: iPads. Uh, last year, we saw the Microsoft Surface being abused by football players on the sidelines. Uh, sometimes they'd throw them. Sometimes they'd hit their heads with them. Microsoft Surface tablets uh, were a hit. We noticed them. We saw them. ESPN commentators commented on them. Um, Apple's bringing the iPads to Major League Baseball. What do we need to know?
2: Well, if you're a Giants fan, you really don't want Bruce Bochy um, you know, relying on an iPad to take out Madison Bumgartner um, if he's pitching a no-hitter. But being flippant aside, you know, this is a big deal for Apple. Um, You know, it gets, you know, the iPad Pro out into, you know, where lots of sports fans can see it. You know, people have made fun of the Microsoft Surface on the sidelines. Um, You know, it doesn't work every now and then. And, you know, for, for a couple of years... You know, announcers are still calling them iPads, um, which just goes to show you that, you know, how strong Apple's uh, brand recognition is. So this is a good thing for Apple. And, you know, ultimately, we'll see how, you know, MLB teams use it. But, you know, they've clearly increased their use of data and technology. You see, I you know, as a Mets fan, I listen to a lot of Mets um, broadcasts, mm-hmm. and they're constantly talking about how hitters are analyzing data rather than just going in the cage and just swinging until their arms hurt. So this is just another step towards the technologification, if you will, uh, of sports. Thanks.
1: Thanks very much. It's Chris Ciaccia, technology editor editor with the street.com. It's Chris Ciaccia, tech editor with the street.com